What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And well, hey gang, it is so good to be with you here with you again today. And today we're exploring the second half of last week's show. So I am promising you that if you follow these steps and uh, the workbook that I've put out there for you, which I'll tell you how to get in a minute, that you can increase your productivity levels by up to 40%. And I just want to, again, get a real perspective on that because 40%, I mean, you're buying back two work days a week, basically. And, uh, you know, it could be even more depending on how much you work, right? But based on a 40 hour, hour week, that's 16 hours of your time, two full work days. Imagine, just play with me for a minute and imagine what you could do in those two full work days, especially given the, the fact that you've learned how to produce even better than you do now. So you, uh, the, the possibilities are endless. And I've worked with clients who have embraced this process or parts of it at least and who have really kicked some royal butt in going out there and getting more sales and, and really driving revenue. So. And it's a great aha place for you, too, because in last week's show, we took a look at multitasking and the dangers of multitasking and how we used to kind of wear that that uh, skill set, as we would have called it in the day, um, as such a badge of honor. And you know what? It's just really not. It's just really not a badge of honor anymore. Um, A lot of savvy entrepreneurs and HR hiring professionals are now looking looking out for those for that word instead of instead of embracing it. And a lot of old school folks are still saying, oh, you gotta be a multitasker. But you know what that really means when somebody puts out a job posting looking for a multitasker? Well it really means that they don't have systems and processes in place. <laughs> and they're looking for somebody who can have a dozen balls up in the air because they are unorganized as a business. Just my humble opinion. <laughs> okay. So so last week we looked at really assessing. Are you a multitasker? We did the quiz that's in the workbook. And uh, if you answered yes to two or more of those, you could benefit greatly from, from this program that we've got going here. Now, don't have the workbook? No problem. I've had quite a few requests come through the office for people wanting a copy of the productivity workbook that, that is the companion piece to this, these recordings that we're doing here. And all you have to do is email the office at info at marlatabaka, T-A-B-A-K-A 
com, And that's on the show page here at TogiNet to the Million Dollar Mindset show page. So uh, just email and put uh, productivity workbook in the subject line and we will get that out to you immediately. And and the gem about, you know, these podcasts here on TogiNet is that you can download them and re- repeat them as often as you need as reminders or just to make it a step-by-step because this is not meant to be a process that you achieve in one day, right? It's over weeks and weeks and months and months of time that you're going to hone this process. So please don't think you're going to you know, be doing it all right away. So I just want to go over quickly. We assessed whether or not you are a multitasker and you let things uh, get in the way of being productive. We have tracked your tasks. And hopefully, if you listened to this show last week, you've had the opportunity to do that. And there's that task tracking uh, worksheet in the workbook, too. And you can use that or just write down on a piece of paper, how much time are you spending doing what? And then you take a look at that overview and you say, wait a minute, you know, this is not what a, a strong entrepreneur does. A strong entrepreneur does not spend, um, you know, an hour collating packets and sending them out to clients and things like that. So then we took a look in step four at delegating. And okay, I hear you. If you're a micro business owner, you're a solopreneur, solo practitioner out there, you say, what? Delegate. You know, I do it all, baby. It all stops and starts and 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 ends with me. Okay, fine. But solo does not mean you have to do it alone. Please, please embrace that new and fresh mentality that you still surround yourself with a powerful team. I mean, I am a solo practitioner, right? As a business coach and a writer and a radio show host, it is, my business is pretty much all around me, right? But I have an amazing team. I have people who help me with social media and with my website and people who organize me and uh, people I consult with and my coach. And, you know, I have an amazing team that surrounds me. So, I want that to be the same for you. And if you don't know how you can afford that, then please consider reaching out to me for some coaching because I can help you learn how to afford to surround yourself with people who are going to keep you on tasks and make it happen. Okay, so delegation. And then in step six, we talked a little bit about a part of your your culture and, um, you know, I asked you this question, especially for you out there who don't have uh, an assistant or someone answering your phones and checking your email for you. Here's the question. If I don't answer the phone and check my email all day long, I'm afraid I will lose money or opportunity. True or false? If I don't answer the phone and check my email all day long, I'm afraid I will lose money and opportunity. Okay, if you answer true to that, I want to help you to shift that paradigm, okay, because that is not true. If you were to pick up the phone and you were to call some big company or any company, you just don't expect the owner to answer. And if you're a massage therapist or a fellow coach or or you, you sell a product, whatever it is, you are still in that same boat, okay? No one expects 
that you're going to answer the phone right away and, and answer to their issues or their problems or their questions right away. So get that customer service policy in place. Make sure all your clients know that you have a wait time of up to 24 hours, a turnaround time. Don't even call it a wait time. You know, get that policy in place if, if you're working alone right now for yourself, for your own mentality. Um, and certainly if you have employees, let them know that help them to not multitask as well. Unless their job is only to answer the phones, you know, um, it's different. If you have someone really answering phones, it's different. But for you, your phones, just, you know, let it wait until the time of the day that it's appropriate for you to dedicate to getting back to people. And I gave some examples of that on last week's broadcast. And then we talked about step number seven, which is to create a supportive environment. Okay, so it's really critical that the people who surround you really support the change that you're embarking on. Okay, so we need to take a look at that environment. We need to take a look at not only the people, but the equipment and how it feels to you to be in your environment and what it means when you have, especially an open door policy. This is a part of the environment. And again, we're talking culture here. Uh, an open door policy does not mean that your office door is open 24 seven. All right. And you don't have to have a literal office door. It can be a virtual door. But people who work with you and your clients need to know that you are not available all day long. It means that you welcome open communication. You still have to have rules around that, okay? You still have to have no interruption zones. You still have to have time that uh, that you can focus. You can focus your brain. Because remember, the most critical thing for you to remember in all of this is that your brain, the human brain, is capable of focusing intently and being very highly productive for two hours at a crack, Okay, once you start to go beyond that two hours, you start, you know, your body needs a break. You, you, you need water. You need to get up and move around. You need to let your brain rest a little bit. And and three or four minutes, you know, in, in some cases can do it. Five, ten minutes is better. But every time you interrupt that two-hour snippet of time that you're working on, say, a presentation. Let's just say you're working on a presentation you're doing and, and it, it really takes your concentration. It's a new presentation. Every time you're interrupted, an employee comes in, you answer that phone call from mom. Ooh, you see a new prospect come through email. Woohoo. You know, every time that can take away so much time because your brain takes up to 15 minutes to refocus. So 15 minutes on top, on top of the time that the interruption takes away from you, steals from you, you know, <laughs> you're looking at whatever length of time. I mean, think about the common interruptions you have. Are they two minutes? Are they five? Are they an hour? Are they all day long? What goes on for you? So we're looking at these things to get you positioned to really shift the way you think and work. And again, we talked about this last week. If family and friends call you all day at work, that's got to change. Let them know. 
that they're probably going to get voicemail and help them to support you by letting them know when a good time to check in would be. The time that you have actually isolated for phone calls, perhaps, or maybe even better, like after work. (laughs) Give yourself permission to change the rules. Even if it's been mom's habit to call you every single day at one o'clock, you can change those rules or you can schedule in that one o'clock time and and make sure that you actually have a scheduled break at that time. So there are a number of ways to do it. But, you know, let people around you know that the rules are changing and that they can help and that they can be a part of this for you. And do it in an exciting tone, an excited tone. Don't go in and say, you know, hey, sis, I, I love talking to you, but we can't do that anymore. There are other ways to do that. So we're going to go into break. Remember, contact me for that workbook um, info at MarlaTabaka.com productivity workbook, and I'll get that right out to you. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Homeschooling? Have questions? Get your pen and paper ready. It's the sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Fridays at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. After a handsome blue-eyed Texan fell in love with Vivian at the Victoria Station in London, she found herself at DFW Airport with a tiny suitcase and a snazzy little duffel bag. Well, 25 years later, she is now happily married to that blue-eyed cowboy. They have four grown children ages 24 to 18 who became willing guinea pigs when she unwittingly stumbled upon the world of homeschooling. Wildflower Academy flourished for 15 years. They survived and thrived, and you can too. Vivian will be covering a wide range of issues that face homeschoolers. What do you do with kids in the summer? How to set up your one-room schoolhouse? How obedience is paramount? And what to do with those snakes? Plus, she'll be sharing ideas and insights that she gleaned from other homeschoolers. So join us for an engaging hour with a sociable homeschooler, Vivian McNinney. Friday afternoons at 5, 4 central on toginet.com. This is the Toginet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Be here for Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Trisha will dig deep into topics that matter most to women, inspiring women to make a change in their own lives and to make a difference in the world, and maybe even deep within their own hearts. Trisha is a wife, mom, speaker, family expert, and author of 24 books. For more information on Trisha and Living Inspired, go to her website, trishagoyer.com. That's T-R-I-C-I-A-G-O-Y-E-R.com. Trisha's vision is to be the voice of hope and possibility for women of all ages. Her intention is to serve ordinary women by encouraging extraordinary things with God's help. Trisha expresses real life, real hope for real women. Is there more living for you to do? Yes. Start living inspired. Living Inspired with Trisha Goyer. Thursday afternoons at 4, 3 p.m. Central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. 
And here we are in part two of the two-part series, Increase Your Productivity by Up to 40%. Again, just think about how much more money, I mean, let's get right down to brass tacks here. How much more money can you make with 40% of your time back in your pocket or on your calendar? Pretty amazing stuff. And I'll tell you, it works. I've done this for years with clients. And as I said, sometimes they embrace the entire process. A lot of people don't need to embrace the entire process because they have, you know, different things or similar things in place already, or they don't have issues on all of these um, 10 steps. So you need to, there again, I always say there's no one size that fits all uh, theory in my life. Everybody is different. So I encourage you to take the parts of this that resonate with you in terms of, yeah, I really need to do that. Not the parts that feel comfortable to you because this is about shifting that paradigm and changing, you know, stretching that comfort zone a little bit. But the parts where you can take a good honest look at yourself and say yeah you know what I don't do that and I I think I think Marla's right this could be really helpful all right so here we go we've kind of recapped what we did last week and but I highly recommend if you didn't hear last week's show you can just go and download that from the million dollar mindset page on toginet.com and uh, we're going right into step number eight so in in this step you're gonna break your work week and your work days into blocks of time and you're going to label them with the categories that you created in step number five so remember back in step number five you took all that you did your time tracking in step number three and then you went down and you took a look at all right what what can i give away what can i sort out Okay, so in other words, um, we gave titles to everything. So you might have titles for sales and prospecting, um, for writing, for um, actually delivering your service to the clients like I do. I mean, I obviously have to tra- track out, uh, carve out time for my, my clients. I block out time Mondays through Thursdays for clients. I block out time for radio show prep and for ink writing and for my show. So you have to block this time out because this is about staying organized and it's about staying focused. Most people lose their focus when they don't have a plan in place. You know, a vision is is critical, absolutely critical. However, without some semblance of a plan, depending on who you are and how uh, structured you do or don't need to be, you need a plan to get there. So in the productivity book, in uh, section eight, you'll see the productivity chart and um, the time blocking chart. And I gave you some examples in there as well as a blank chart to work with that you can copy, uh, print out as many copies as you would like to. And these are just examples. You know, I just pulled this out of the hat based on a couple of different business models. You'll probably want to create your own chart, okay, and customize it to your time schedule. Now, I don't use a paper chart. I put everything in Outlook. And so for me, that works. But it's nice to put the first chart at least on paper 
because then you have a, a, a big picture view and you can erase and edit and, and just get the feel for it. And then after that, if you want to put it in some digital form, that's just great. So the first example in the workbook is based on uh, a business model like coaching or consulting where you spend a lot of time working directly to clients. And uh, if this model applies to you, I've broken out specific days and consecutive time blocks for working with clients. So this allows you to focus on other projects during your day rather than sit and wait in between for clients. And I'll tell you, sometimes if I don't have this in front of me, if I don't have my timer set on on uh, Outlook, my reminders, I, I'll tell you what, it is so tempting to get lost in social media if I have a half hour between clients. It just kind of putts around, or and it can be two hours, and I can so easily find myself lost in reading articles and, and putzing in social media now. Some of that is necessary. I have to read a lot of articles. I have to engage in social media. That's, that's, you know, those are important things to me. So I put them on my calendar. I don't, don't just fill gaps. So depending on the number of clients you have, um, you can also perhaps allow full days without client interaction to work on business building projects. And even just that, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I try to walk my walk and talk my talk and practice what I preach. Fridays are sacred to me. Nothing interrupts my Fridays, okay? That's the day I write my column. That's the day I I do more marketing. That's the day I plan for the following week. It's the day I do all my strategy work. So I do not really ever see clients on Fridays unless it's an absolute emergency. Then I'll break that rule. But other than that, it's protected. So, so what, you know, I've had clients come in who are consultants and, um, massage therapists, things, things like that. And they may have one or two sessions on a Tuesday and one or three on a Wednesday, or they'll have somebody at nine and somebody at five. And to some degree, yes, you have to go with when your clients are available. But I'll tell you what, it's amazing how much more available they make themselves when they know that they have limited choices. So please just don't make the assumption. I'm working with a chiropractor right now uh, whose front desk person is resisting that they're changing their out time to uh, 7 o'clock. And so they need to bring in the last patients at 6 o'clock. And uh, the gal up front is saying, no, people work. They need after hours. You know what? I have worked with very successful chiropractic models where they shut down at five and they don't work on weekends. And I'll tell you what, they're making millions. People make themselves available for the things that are important to them. So remember that. So I'm going to pull up this chart so I can kind of walk you through it if you don't have it in front of you, just so you can get a visual representation in your mind's eye of what I'm talking about. Um, if you, this is kind of a, a, a basic chart for the soloist. Okay. So let's say Monday from nine to noon, you're going to see clients at noon to one. You're going to ch check your email and check your voicemails because remember in the previous steps, you've got all of that closed down. You're not doing email and voicemail interruptions all day long. You're letting it go. I mean, email and phone. You're letting it go to voicemail and you're turning off your email program. You're shutting out from online altogether if you're not using it. 
from one to two, let's say you take a lunch away from the office. Now, okay, yeah, sometimes we have to eat at our desks. I did that today. I will admit. However, I made sure to take a 15-minute break and go out in my garden and pull a few little weeds and just putz around and smell the lilacs that are blooming. I made sure to give my brain that break and my body that break. I did a little yoga stretching out there, and I came in feeling refreshed and renewed. All right, and let's say from two to four, you have projects that you have to work on for your clients or you have research you have to do. So you block out that chunk of time for for that. Um, and then four to five, again, return your phone calls, check in on your email, and, and make that happen. So let's say Tuesday, uh, you need you need a day where you can make sales calls and prospecting calls and you can, um, you know, whatever else. So Tuesday morning is a client-free morning for you. And you're going to put something like sales and prospecting in there. Maybe even define a few steps as to what that looks like. And you're going to do again from 12 to 1. You're going to check your email, go to lunch then, do some marketing from 2 to 4. And again, from 4 to 5, return phone calls and emails. Now, I'm just giving you an overview here. Please remember that. It doesn't need to specifically look like this. I don't know what you do all day. Now, if you have a product-based business model, you might your Monday might look like uh, client projects from 9 to 11. You come in, you got a lot of stuff. You've checked your email and your phone uh, maybe from 8 to 9, and now you've got some projects to do or some carryovers from last week, and then... Uh, 11, 15, because you take a little break in there, you're going to come back and do your phone calls and your emails. And then 12 to 1, you might do your social media updates. And again, in the afternoon, client projects returning. Make sure, no matter what you do, to build in time to return those phone calls and to check those emails. Otherwise, you're going to be worried about what you're missing. You may have a chunk of time on Tuesday from, you know, 11 to 1 where you're going to do product development work. Um, you may have uh, blocks of time for marketing plan updates and you'll maybe have blocks of time to talk to your social media folks or to do the social media yourself. You've got blocks of time in there where you're going to do networking, your, your financials. So every day can look different. I had a client who loved every every Monday, she carved out time her whole morning, Monday and Wednesday, was nothing but prospecting and, and talking to current clients and, you know, just connecting with clients. I'll tell you, her business took off just with that one little bit of change. She, she learned to shut everything out. She used to put her baseball cap over her phone as a visual reminder that she wasn't answering it. And her business just blew up. It just took off um, just from that one little change. So we're going to talk a little bit more about this and go into steps number 9 and 10 when we come back from this break. And again, um, you know, email me at... Um, Info, that's the word I'm looking for, info at MarlaTabaka.com. And in the second half of the show, we should have some time. Um, I would like to kind of add on some 
little things that are very different than hardcore productivity tasks that are actually going to help you bring back time into your day and be more visual and and more productive. So make sure you stay tuned because I think that's going to be fun and there's surprising little things that you would not maybe link with productivity. So thank you so much for being here today. I'm really enjoying delivering this to you and look forward to hearing from you. We'll be right back. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics, hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran former law enforcement officer and founder of the internationally regarded Executive Protection Team. Dr. Sean holds a bachelor's degree in biblical counseling and master's and doctorate degrees in theology and is currently pursuing a doctorate in ministry with a Hebrew worldview focus. Through his counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. Join host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener, every Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, right here on this radio network. Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul radio show, empowering women to build a successful business, invites you to join her on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. At the ripe age of five, she was already interpreting information in documents and instructions on forms for her immigrant parents. Now, through her experience and those of her guests, she provides you with valuable steps to empower you to reach financial independence. Martha A. Sanchez is a registered nurse with a Bachelor in Nursing and Master's of Business administration. She's a business coach, speaker, author, and CEO of Moss International, LLC. Her diverse work experience brings you expertise in areas essential to customer service, social media, and budgeting. The Mommy to Mogul radio show furthers her personal mission of empowering women to help them build successful businesses so they can reach financial independence. Join Martha Sanchez, the host of the Mommy to Mogul radio show, Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. Well, isn't this fun? I'm just having fun. What can I say? I love this stuff. And I hope that you're enjoying it, too, and and getting some valuable tidbits here. Again, flexibility, flexibility. You take what works for you. And, however, I'll say, be willing to try something that you might think won't work for you because you could be very surprised. Um, I've had, especially entrepreneurs, sometimes really resist uh, systems 
And uh, yet when they find a system that works for them, they're surprised and they love it. And it, it really, really increases their productivity. So try, give it a good, give it a good try. All right, we're on to step number nine. And this is about decluttering your mind. Okay, now there are so many ways to do this and so many um different categories of clutter that we keep in our minds. And and here I'm specifically talking about your to-do lists and your tasks and the things that you have to remember. You know, when entrepreneurs feel torn in so many directions, it's not just because of the external environment they've created. Sure, clients, employees, vendors, family may place many demands on you, but what about the demands that you place on you? One of those unreasonable demands that I see, and I do it too. Yeah, I think we all do it. But we place on ourselves is the expectation that you keep ideas and projects and your general to-do list and the little tasks and the things you have to run to the store for. You keep those things in your already overburdened brain. Poor brain. Poor brain. Let go of this temptation. Let this stuff go. New ideas and mental task lists take us away from the things we need to get done in the moment. You you hear a lot of talk, thank goodness, nowadays about staying present in the moment. Well, you can't do this when your brain is cluttered with stuff that it could let go of. Okay, problem. You're an entrepreneur. It's likely that about half of what you think about consists of new ideas and, and how to make them work, right? These thoughts are important. And they are greatly responsible for your success. I am not diminishing them. And so you still have to get them out of your mind and onto paper. I keep a document on my desktop, my computer desktop, for ideas and resources. And, oh, anytime someone suggests a book, there's a category on in that Word document that says book recommendations. Um, anytime I have an idea of something I want to try or a marketing concept, I have little categories and I put it in there. And I have actual scheduled time every you know, three weeks or so that I take an hour and I look at this list and I might pursue one or two of the the thoughts or ideas. So every time someone throws something at you, don't just put it in the back of your mind, get it out of your mind and onto a list. Every time my brain goes off that light bulb and my brain goes off with a new idea, there is where I put it. Once I release this stuff from my brain, and this will work for you too, you feel free to concentrate on the task at hand. You don't worry that you're going to forget about it. You don't get distracted by those bright and shiny objects because entrepreneurs love bright and shiny objects. If you're building your supportive environment and increasing your productivity, you will have the time to explore these ideas properly and in a timely manner instead of blowing off something else that is important. So you just put it into your time chart. That's all you have to do. You have permission to do that. Not everything on that chart has to be like task-driven work. All right? You need to build in time for the things entrepreneurs do, like daydream. Okay? We're going to talk more about that one actually later. Now, remember, the chart you're building has categories. What would be the best method for you to keep track of the tasks that will go into those categories? 
Again, I keep it simple. I just use a Word doc that's broken into the categories like I explained about my ideas doc. Um, then whenever a task comes up, I add it to the appropriate category on my task list. And then I know that when I'm, let's say, in my marketing mode on Wednesday afternoons from 1 to 3, I go to my task list. And I look under marketing ideas, marketing to do, and I pull out the next things to do. So you see how the two work hand in hand. Now, I have clients who love sticky notes on their walls for this, or clients who love whiteboards, um, certainly apps. Apps are huge for this. Me, I love apps, and I use apps all the time, but but for this, I feel like I want... I want my head out of that space, out of the technology space a little bit. And I actually like having these things on paper because I'm just very visual. And this is this is just what works for me. So think about what will work for you. I mean, I have people, believe it or not, who still use good old-fashioned notebooks, binders, and day timers. Okay? Don't get discouraged if you try a system and it doesn't work for you. Just try something else for a little while. Okay, you have, you'll find something that works if you're persistent and patient with yourself. And again, I don't really believe, remember that there's a one size fits all solution. True solutions need flexibility and have to have room for customizing it to the user's needs. Allow yourself to step out of the box here, okay? And, and even if your solution is slightly out of the norm, <laughs> you know, that happens and it's okay as long as it works for you. Number 10, we're on to the very last one. And then we're going to talk about some other kind of fun stuff here. Number 10 is, is you know, I just want to talk more about making it work for you. So we've laid some important groundwork and you've realized where your interruptions are and how to minimize those interruptions. And and I think this is an important part. Um, Place, this is a good place for me to place a caveat on all of this. I know that you're an entrepreneur. I know that fires happen. I know that unexpected things come up. The wonderful part about that is that remember, if when you're when you're operating in in a more day to day kind of um, presence. You're going to be more organized. You're going to be getting more done. So those interruptions don't necessarily have to put the brakes on your business. Okay. So it's critical that you can adapt, but that you can come back to working in this structure, the one that you find works for you. So after you design a weekly calendar that fits your categories into your work week, create reminders that will help you stick with it. You can set a timer, use sticky notes, whatever will remind you to change projects, to shift your focus, work with your model until it becomes a routine. Okay. Just keep at it. And if you do that, you're going to have time to put out the fires without putting too much of a crimp in your style. Okay. It's not going to slam on the brakes. Remember, different systems, again, work for different personality types. As I said earlier, some people use a highly visible whiteboard or a wall calendar or color code their time blocks and the project categories that are allocated to them. And I think that's really cool. I love, I love color coding, but I'm, I'm lazy about actually taking the time out to do it, so I don't do it. 
and uh, just find something that works for you. But the important key in all of this to remember is to turn off that email and the phone during your project and client times, okay, and let people know that you're not to be interrupted. If you have Skype on all the time, go ahead and put the do not interrupt button on, uh, things like that. Let people know. So summing it up, you've got to create that supportive environment. We talked about that throughout, and especially in step eight. Stop the interruptions because you do have that power. I've worked with clients who have come to me and said, well, my employees are just used to that. They're not going to change. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Let me tell you, the hair stands up on the back of my neck when I hear something like that. Yeah, they're going to change. You're the leader, and they're going to follow your lead. We teach people how to how to treat us. We teach people how to treat us. You can train your virtual assistant, your family members, your employees, and your peers to expect voicemail when they call you. You can train them not to expect instantaneous responses. And I'll tell you what, if you're you're dealing with employees here, you know, if you have manuals in place and you have systems and processes in place and you empower them to use them, they will not have to interrupt you as much, okay? Another key here is to let those you work with know what your schedule is. So really, again, believe me, your peers, employees, and VA or whatever will appreciate having your undivided attention, right? Because that's what you'll be able to give them now. No more looking at your computer and looking up and nodding at them distractedly at a specific time of the day or week rather than hoping to be squeezed in for a few quick minutes and receiving your partial distracted attention, if you even want to call it attention. You see, once you allow yourself these chunks of time to work without interruption, you'll, your work will, will actually get fully completed and your attention and focus will shift more easily and more seamlessly when it needs to. Woo! Right? Okay. Woo, big, big breath. This, this can seem like a long process, but it really is quite simple. So in review, you're taking a realistic look at what you do. You're delegating what you can. You're putting the rest into specific times of specific days and keeping a task list and shutting out the world when you're doing the jobs that need to get done. And I know you can do this, and I know you can see dramatic results. So I want to hear about those results. I even want to hear about the challenges, okay? I'd love to hear about any of it in questions. So, again, email me. Just send that one directly to me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. And I'd be happy to communicate with you and, and even to help you through this if uh, coaching is on the radar for you. And if it wasn't, I hope it is now because everybody can use a helping hand to stay, I don't like the word discipline, I'm an entrepreneur, right? But to stay disciplined during things like this and to stay on task and on focus. So that's all a part of coaching. So go ahead and give me a holler and we'll talk absolutely complimentary time there. We'll talk about you and your goals and and see if it's a good fit. So I look forward to hearing from you. And when we come back, we're going to kind of talk about some fun little other things that you can do to keep that brain juice flowing. We'll be right back.
unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. This is the Toginet Radio Network, broadcasting quality programming to the world. Secret Cuisines and Sacred Rituals is a quest, a place, and a feast. Join host Vilasi Venkatachalam every week to explore myths, mystique, old medicine, and brilliant modern solutions through a dazzling kaleidoscope of cuisines, cultures, and cures. This is the place where tribes gather, strangers and familiars, to be memory keepers and makers of our evolving, enduring, evergreen, spoken legacy of wisdom and ingenuity. In Velocity's words, when we do old things in new ways and new things in old ways, we paint with an inspired palette, weave our own healing traditions, and become our own guru. Velocity is a troubadour of secret cuisines and sacred rituals. She collects stories of wisdom, ingenuity, and grit. She believes wellness and transformation happen when you stand at the threshold of delight and discovery. She displays her hidden penchant for drama when she leads the safari at the supper club. Her favorite pastime is to extol the marvels of cuisines, cultures, and cures to her audience in workplaces, seminars, and salons. Her mantra is, be your own guru. She is a biochemist, botanist, and alchemist who likes to churn delightful, useful things from a brew of art and science, ancient and evolving, old medicine, and new cures. Join Velocity every Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, only here on the WooHoo Radio Network. Have you heard? The pages of American Patchwork and Quilting magazine come to life on our new weekly online radio show, American Patchwork and Quilting. Join Pat Sloan, our blogging and quilt designer host, as she talks about the latest trends, ideas, and inspirations. Her guests include quilt pattern designers, authors, quilt shop owners, and our editors. All quilters, just like you. Call in with your questions. Get quilting tips from industry experts. Learn about free patterns. Hear behind-the-scenes stories from our magazines, American Patchwork and Quilting, Quilt Sampler, and Quilts and More. Get the scoop on free stuff and find out more about the best independent quilt shops in North America. To listen to a live show, tune in Monday at 4 p.m. Eastern. Just log on to allpeoplequilt.com slash radio. To hear past shows, go to iTunes and search for American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. We hope you'll join us because we know that quilting changes everything. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marlon Tabaka. And so I have some fun little things here that I call this little list of mine, the secret sauce to outrageous productivity. And what we've been talking about so far are very left-brained, logical concepts. But for true success, we need to uh, engage in whole mind thinking and we need to engage that right creative brain in many ways. So, so some of these are, are geared toward that right brain and, uh, just having a little bit of fun. So I've got, uh, oh, I probably have 10 or 12, yeah, 12 things on this list. And I'm just going to go through the list with you here as quickly as I can. Um, you can always re-listen to this podcast. So number one is tr- do something you don't like. Okay. Sounds 
counterproductive and counterintuitive, but listen to this. How often do important things continue to fall through the, the cracks or to the bottom of your list just because you don't like doing them? List these tasks on sticky notes and select one a day and just do it. Don't wait until you're tired at the end of the day because it's not going to get done. Perform these tasks during your highest energy point. So I have to do mine first thing in the morning. Those things I don't like to do, no sir, no way, first thing in the morning. And boy, it just sets the pace for the rest of your day. It's very exciting. Number two, meditate. Okay, now this doesn't, this to so many people, it sounds so intimidating. But I'll tell you what, meditation isn't just about relaxation. It activates the right side of the brain, which is responsible for creativity in a heightened intuitive sense. Business owners, we follow our gut. You need that intuition really ready to go at all times. So make some time, put it on your block to learn and practice some simple meditation methods. Otherwise, you're missing an opportunity that some of our most successful leaders consider indispensable. I promise you that. And, uh, you know, one, if, if you're the kind of person that needs data to, to back this kind of thing up, check out Ariana Huffington's latest book. It's called Thrive. There is a subtitle, but you'll find it just by putting in the word Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E. And uh, she talks a lot about these kinds of things. Wonderful, fabulous book. Number three, daydream. Yep, we mentioned daydreaming above because you got to get those creative juices going. When you imagine a fabulous outcome, you send signals to the part of the brain that acts like a filter and decides what you do and don't notice. It's called the reticular activating system, the RAS. Open up that filter to other possibilities. A mere 30 days of focusing on something that you want will trigger this filter so that you can begin to see greater opportunities that you've missed. And in many times, if your your brain is really adept at this, it doesn't take anywhere near 30 days. So train your brain to think big, to open up its mind's eyes so that you can see all the opportunities that stand before you. Oh, do what I did today before the show. Go pull a few weeds. (laughs) According to a study at the University of Washington, the experience of nature helps to restore the mind from the mental fatigue of work or studies. It contributes to improved work performance and satisfaction, according to the study. You don't have to make a day of it. Just step out into the yard or walk to the local park and enjoy a few minutes of communing with nature. Just be. You know, I I like having my hands in the dirt. It's very grounding. So that's why I say go pull a few weeds. But for you, it could just be taking it in. You may be more, you may be very visual. You may, you know, that sense of smell may kick in for you. Smell those lilacs. It's just so rejuvenating. You wouldn't believe it. Here's another interesting study, which brings us to the my fifth suggestion for you is to listen to music. Uh, there's a doc, Dr. Teresa Lesiak. She's an assistant professor in the music therapy program at the University of Miami. And she found that those who listened to music completed their tasks more quickly. They also came up with better ideas than those who don't listen to music because the music improved their mood, right? Lighten up. We're talking about getting those ideas out of your head. You lighten up. Your mood is better. Music brings you back to the present thereby increasing 
concentration. So it's time to break out those headsets, baby. Okay. Now, if music distracts you like it does me, then this is not a good idea. However, I like to listen to music as a relaxation when I am not working. And so I do actually do this. Oh, number six is so important. Declutter your environment. Declutter your desk. Clutter creates stress. It dominates your mind because it keeps so many things on your radar. When you just glance over at that stack of invoices you need to pay, you you instantly feel pressured, right? You instantly start thinking about money. You instantly start thinking about, oh, we need more clients or, oh, I've got to get back to that client. It can just trigger a whole chain of events in your brain. So put your stacks away and you'll feel less overwhelmed, less exhausted, and maybe even less depressed if you tend toward depression. Number seven, okay, this is Marla getting kooky. Dance a little. Yep. When you're stuck or frustrated, get up and move to that music that you're listening to. It only takes a few minutes to release those feel-good endorphins and shift your state. It's amazing how simple it is to reset the brain. So instead of sitting here saying, oh, I'm so stressed, I'm so exhausted, I'm so worried, I'm so this, I'm so that, I'm so busy, I can't think. Take a break. Move around. If you don't like to dance, then, you know, do some jumping jacks. Just the idea is to get that lymph flowing, get the stress out, release it. It's pretty incredible. I play with my dogs. I get the dogs all riled up and we play and laugh and and uh, they love it and I love it. And it, it just feels really good and it gets me back on track. Speaking of dogs, the next one is number eight, snuggle with your pet. I've got another study here. I love studies because, and you know, it's not just me making this stuff up 100%. Some of the stuff I make up because I know it works, so I don't make it up. But I know it works, so I'm bringing it to you. But I love studies, too. A recent study from the Virginia Commonwealth University found that employees who brought their dogs to work experienced lower stress levels throughout the workday. They reported higher levels of job satisfaction and had a more positive perception of their employer. So go ahead and invite Fido into the office and indulge in an hourly hug because I'll tell you, I love, I mean, my dogs are at my feet right now as we speak. They're laying on my feet. It's so cozy and so comforting. I love it. I just love it. So, and uh, this weekend I actually went to, as those of you who listen regularly may know that one of my passions is, is um, water gardening. And I have a beautiful, actually two koi ponds on my property here. And uh, I went out to a kind of an open house sales day at the largest distributor for for ponds uh, and equipment and such. And they have some really great buys and everything. But anyway, being a business coach, I just didn't go there and just buy and browse. I talked to employees because it appears to me all the years I've been going to this that that company has an amazing culture. And they do. And I, I bent over and I was petting this one dog that was just so darn cute. And I looked up and there's an employee. He says, yeah, that's bingo. Uh, Bingo comes to me, comes to work with me every day and he lays in the bean chair in my office. I'm the director of marketing. And, uh, and this guy, the director of marketing was out there selling plants. Okay. <laughs> so you can see what a cool culture it is. And so, you know, having, having that opportunity to do things like bring, bring a well-behaved pet to work is a great perk for your employees. If, if you, uh, if you can consider that. Number nine, open a window. 
There's this researcher, Kamal Madel, and he created a system to increase fresh air in his office building using three commonly available indoor plants. And the results were like mind-blowing. One of the many benefits was an amazing increase of more than 20% in human productivity. So opt for some fresh air, crack a few windows, bring in a few plants, and uh, even in the winter, I open my windows. I crack my windows for a few minutes, even when it's bitterly cold, because that fresh air makes a big difference. Ten is to take a break from social media. According to Yale psychologist John Barr, our brains attempt to simulate real work by refocusing on the completion of mindless tasks, such as doing laundry and checking Facebook notifications. These distractions can trick your brain into releasing the euphoria of accomplishment while leaving the important stuff undone. Okay, so fight the urge to engage, in, to engage in the procrastination techniques and stick to the activity that's on your charts. Okay. Number 11, we've got two more and we've got two minutes. Woohoo! 11 is take a nap. Yep, you heard me right. According to a 2011 Harvard, Harvard medical study, an entire third of the American population is not sleeping enough to work at peak function. And this costs the economy about $63 billion in lost productivity every year. A restorative nap of 10 to 15 minutes will do wonders to get your energy back on track. I could use that today. <laughs> and number 12, this is, I just love this, read fiction. You know, so often I'll, I'll take a fictional no-brainer novel to the coffee shop and some of the business people who hang out there look at me like, really, you, you're going to read that? Yeah, absolutely. I love diving into a novel during my downtime, yet many people think that reading fiction is a waste of time, but that's not true on a number of levels. At the very least, Fiction expands your mind and improves your imagination. Every entrepreneur could use a little more imagination, wouldn't you agree? I mean, even the most imaginative of us can use more. So those are my 12 fun tips. And combined with the uh, more left-brain productivity tips above, I sure hope that you finally find an amazing shift in your productivity. Again, reach out to me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. Go ahead and ask us for the workbook at info at MarlaTabaka.com. And make sure to check out my articles over on Inc. because you'll find more good stuff that like what I talk about on the show. And that's Inc. I-N-C dot com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco. And I'll see you here next week. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there,